Hi, and welcome to the Change My Mind podcast. I'm Elizabeth Kitzing, and I'm going to take you on a journey from stress to rest. In this first episode, we're going to be seeing how a toxic job gave birth to a song called Change My Mind on the Change My Mind album. It all started back in the 1980s when I was working at a bank. I had just gotten promoted to a new department, and it was very cutthroat. It was a department that made a lot of money for the whole region, and because we were trading in different currencies, my job was in back office to take the, the day's sales and the maybe the day before sales and make sure that all of the paperwork is done so that everybody got paid, which is kind of a boring job, but it's the kind of job you start with in order to get to be a trader later. So I was like, okay, I'll do this so I can get to be one of those traders. Uh, so I was working really hard with that. Uh, but in the 80s, people used to smoke in the same room where you were, where you were working. And if you had an IV drop, it would be coffee all the day. But, I mean, I don't, I never seen people drink as much coffee as at that place my whole life, really. Not before and not after. So to make a long story short, we were treated like slaves. You got there very early. There's this big pile of stuff in your desk. And as a matter of fact, when I started working, they didn't even give me a desk. They just said, there's, uh, there's a windowsill and we want you to do just as much work as the people who have desks. I didn't have, <laughs> so I had to borrow people's desks. When they were out smoking, I'd go in and I'd write something. Was, it was crazy, you know. So finally got this desk, get in early in the morning, and then work, 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 drink coffee, work, 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 work. And then we'd go to these fancy schmancy parties. And I was like, okay, this is the life I have to work hard. It's a dog's life, but you know, that's the way it is when you start off with this with this kind of job. At least I'm working close to what I got my education for. So, but it, you know, something in me was saying, this is wrong. This is wrong. It's not, it's not you and you're not okay. But I was just like, shut up, shut up. I just pushed it down. And it's like, just kept going. So to make a long story short, it just became unbearable. I became unbearable because I was working my tail off. There was no overtime compensation whatsoever, whether either time or money. Uh, we were expected to uh, come in early and stay until everything was done. And that could be seven or eight at night, you know, and, um, my, because of all the coffee and the hard work and the pressure, I wasn't sleeping it right at night, and then I would come in, and then the job would take longer, and it just came to be this really bad circle. And I wasn't the only one. There were other people in there that were not satisfied, and we started talking and stuff. So finally, when I started coming home every night crying, my husband's like, you know, I really think you should just look for another job. Really, maybe you should just say no to to this and look for something else. So I started looking for other jobs, and... I found that I was so busy I didn't have time to go and look good or be ready to go for an interview. So I said, well, I'm going to have to just take whatever. So I quit my job. I had three months left until I could stop. But I, I you know, I gave them my uh, my letter of termination and, and, and it took about three months letting everybody else have their vacation and stuff. But I noticed that after I quit my job, everybody else quit their job. Like, but more than half of the department you know started coming up to me saying I'm really glad you told me that you quit because I I thought I was have to be stuck in this the rest of my life but you said no so I also want to say no and a lot of the really important people one of their best sellers even said no and quit his job because he'd been asking them for years to do a round the world trip and they said no and he's like well I want to do it anyway so he, he quit too, and he did his around-the-world trip. 
A lot of us are in situations where we really don't want to be. We've, we, we, we went to get a great education because we wanted to make money. Um, and we're there and it doesn't feel good. And we didn't really want to stay there, but we just, we're just like, well, I've got to keep this up. I've got to keep this up. I can, if I just get another promotion, if I just get more vacation, if I just get uh, higher pay, I could just keep doing it. But if there's something inside of you that says no and that this doesn't feel right, and I believe that you should listen to your heart. Um, anyway, when I, when I um, quit my job, I wrote this song, Changed My Mind, and that was in the 80s. And I was looking the other day at this cassette tape, you know, cassette tape retro, and I was like, here are some of the songs that I wrote at that time before I got kids. I was writing a lot um, about my situation of coming to Sweden, a new country, new language, new people, new jobs, not feeling like a fit, and falling back on God's promises that he loves me and he's going to help me through all of this. And a lot of songs have come since then. But it's funny that it took so long to get this song out. Change My Mind has always been important for me because it was saying no to stress. Um, it was a break point. It took a long ways to find myself uh, and find how my faith could be integrated with my everyday life. But... Um, yeah, it's one of those songs that I wrote early, early on. Yeah, it's it's a rock song that um, I think is full of a lot of anger and, and aggression. And the word God is not mentioned in it because it doesn't have to do with God. It has to do with me and my soul saying no to stress. Let me just take some of the main points from the song. I spent my life chasing after shadows. I spent my time chasing after wind. It's time to change my mind before I lose my mind. Now, chasing shadows comes from Ecclesiastes in the Bible where it says everything is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Um, because that's exactly what I was doing. I was chasing after prestige. I was chasing after people thinking that I would be uh, smarter than I am. That's why I studied economics instead of music. <laughs> and now I found myself in a situation where I was where I was not supposed to be. When I was 18 years old, I had a dream of doing music. I toured with a band in the New York State area, greater New York State area, and uh, we had a lot of fun. My sisters and I and their boyfriends and a lot of other people, we were about seven people in that band. It was a lot of fun. And when I finally realized at the end of my senior year that I wasn't going to get the support from my music teacher that I needed to get a recommendation because she was not feeling too good. and. Uh, make a long story short and uh, my parents weren't as supportive as I needed to get to college they weren't able to pay anything and they didn't support me studying music so my father said just study anything study something so you can make some money and I was interested in politics and I thought well if I could learn a language and I can become and I study economics maybe I can be a uh, interpreter at the United Nations or I could do something for the world in some other way to help out with the global economy I don't know I just do it good for the people you know I didn't realize that I needed to know a lot of math in order to be good at economics which is not math is not my greatest thing and I didn't have any counselors that told me you know that's really not a good idea you're, really, you're great at art and music and you have a lot of achievements there so go ahead but no, nobody helped me. So I found myself at this bank job in the 80s <laughs> and in the middle of that because I wanted to show the world my worth. I wanted to show who I was. I wanted to make 
a mark on society and I wanted to be something, become something. And it's not that I could just accept who I was, an artist and a musician, which I am now, again, finally. <laughs> now, as, as, as many of us, we just like, we're chasing shadows. We're chasing some kind of image of, we're trying to show the world that we're so perfect, so good, so lovable, so likable, um, successful, whatever. We're just trying to prove our worth by what we do, what we wear, all our pictures on Instagram, whatever it is. That's where we're at, you know. But that's not what life really is. That's not what our worth comes from. Our worth doesn't come from what we wear or how much we make or how big our house is or how many cars we own or anything like that. Our worth is given to us as soon as we're conceived in the womb. It says in the Bible that God knew us and formed us in our mother's womb. Another thing about my faith that helps me to understand my value is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Maybe somebody would give their life for a good person, but God demonstrates his love for us when he died for us while we still were missing the mark, while we still did something wrong. No one is perfect. No one is completely a good person. All of us have done something wrong. Anyway, God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and, and, and to bring us back to him. And that's okay if you don't believe that. But I'm just saying for me as a Christian, this is what gives me my sense of value is that God loved me before I was even made. He knew me and that he died for all of us and for me while I was still his enemy or still doing something wrong, still wasn't you know, perfect enough. So he doesn't love me because of what I do. He just loves me because he loves me. And when you understand that, that God loves you because he loves you, it changes everything. Then you can do whatever you do because you like doing what you do, not because people expect you to do what you do. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to worry about what people think of you or whether they like you or not. You just do the good thing. You just love on people. You just be yourself. And for me, that made getting back to music. And unfortunately, it took me many years. I had to wait until my adult kids have moved out of the house to get back to who I am. Because uh, I didn't have to make money anymore to feed them or take care of them. I could just concentrate on my music. And it's been a long run for me to get back to myself. But if you're sitting there and you have a dream that you wanted to... Like when you were young, you thought, oh, I'd love to do this or I'd love to do that. And it's like from your heart, your passion is to write books or do something creative. And you've kind of stuffed that down in the cellar of your soul. And you said, like, no, 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 I don't have time. There's always time. Give yourself 15 minutes a day and get back to that. Get back to who you really are. Say no to that toxic job. Move to something that gives you some time to do what you like to do. Get back to who you really are. And whatever you do, whatever you do, remember that your worth is not dependent on what you do. Your worth is a constant. You are forgiven. You are loved. You are accepted by God. And it doesn't matter whether people reject you or accept you. You are loved by God. Just hold on to that and keep that in mind. For me, in the 80s, when I wrote Change My Mind, I, I had a knowledge of God in my head that God loved me. But my soul was still trying to prove my worth. There was a dichotomy or a chasm between what I understood about God in my spirit and in my mind and what I was doing in my life. And that caused a lot of stress. That caused a lot of problems. But when you can get your faith to start working in your 
soul telling your soul you know god loves me and it doesn't matter whether they like me at this job or not it's just find another job that's good for me then it takes away a lot of the stress of trying to prove your worth it blows it out of the out of the water completely you know so if you're afraid of what people think of you and you're trying to make them all happy you're not going to succeed because everybody thinks different things about you expects different things of you but if you are who you are and with a good heart and you're trying to do the right thing god sees that and he loves you and don't worry about that okay so this is my story behind the change my mind uh song and 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 i have to say that behind this song there's a lot of work there's a lot of songwriting a lot of com- composition we'll take that on another time but this is the 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 history behind the song and what it's meant to me and this is for you have a great day and just hit the subscribe button so you can get more of my great podcasts, music videos, and inspiration. In the next episode, where we talk about the song, Come to Me, I share with you the next step in my journey from stress to rest. <laughs>